track Cause I love the thrills I'll take the green flag Hope I don't choke You can hear all about it on Bubba's Bow Hello, everybody. Welcome to Bubba's Bout Broke. This is a brand new podcast. Uh, this is episode one, and uh, I'm joined by my father and co-host, Melvin McLaren, and our other co-host, Caleb Stratton. How's it going, everybody? Hey, hey, hey. What's up? Welcome. All right. Well, Dad, do you want to get us started and tell us a little bit about uh, the podcast, about where the name came from, and, and kind of what we're about? Yep. Uh me and Jackson was in Talladega with Caleb, and we decided that this area did not have a podcast uh, focused on local drivers that we know of. We kind of researched it and didn't see anything out there. Uh, we know that Dell Jr. is doing a podcast, Dirty Mo, and uh, we saw a need for this area to do it here because there's a lot of local racers and a lot of people here they don't ever get interviewed. So we want to be a voice for those people to come on our show and tell us their story about how hard it was to get to the track that weekend. A lot of people don't realize what you go through just to get there until we started racing again. And it's a, it's just a whole story within itself to, uh, to get there. So I had a little doodle I had drawn or had drawn, um, since I was in eighth grade and I called him Bubba and I never did know why I drew him. Uh, but now Bubba is, uh, come to life for Bubba's about broke podcast. And that's going to be a Bubba's a metaphor for all of us that just keep getting our heads beat in and keep showing up to the track and, uh, doing what we love. So we made it happen. And this is our first episode and we're going to be here telling you a little bit about us. And uh, we're going to let Caleb jump in with one of our sponsorships. I was going to say, before we go any further, I do want to pull out a couple of people here that have really, I think, meant a lot to y'all in the past and helped out a lot. So <clears throat> let me tell you a little bit about Firemark Property Management. Man, these guys and girls are awesome. They will take care of all your rental needs. If you're the owner, they take care of everything for you so you don't even have to deal with it. They take care of everything from the applications to the applicants, the screening of the applicants, all the leasing. They take care of all the maintenance, uh, retention of the tenants and the move-outs, resident relations, financial reporting, you name it, they do it, and even then some. And to contact them, you can call them at 615-364-2833. Again, that's 615-364-2833. Or uh, you can email them at info at firemarkproperties.com. So... Excellent job, buddy. Hey, 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 that's what I'm here for. But also, another huge sponsor of, of Jackson's that's been with him, I think, for a while um, and has really supported y'all and is supporting this podcast, uh, TNN Transport of Portland, Tennessee. You can call them for any of your transportation needs. They do refrigerated versus non-refrigerated, chilled, uh, transportation of food, uh, dried items, non-food items. It doesn't matter. If you need it hauled or freighted, they will do it for you. Uh, Tim Taylor's the president down there, and you can contact them by their phone number at 
615-888-8080. Again, that's 615-888-8080. TNN Transport of Portland, Tennessee. Um, they're the best out there. Awesome. awesome. Appreciate it, Caleb. Yeah, so <clears throat> we're just really looking forward to doing this podcast. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be really cool to talk to people. You know, you know, we're going to know, we know personally these people that we're going to be talking to, but we don't necessarily know their story of how they started. Exactly. Or what got, you know, you know, their, uh, you know, their parents started or, you know, in racing because, you know, it's very generational. So it's going to be cool to get into that and, you know, get to learn the stories of, uh, you know, like I said, of people that we've gotten to know over the last few years and even people we don't know. It'd be cool to, cool way to get to meet people and, you know, talk to people that, you know, we know for at the track, but we've never really spoken to them before. So it'll be really cool. Well, there's so much content out there that I don't even think we could touch all of it in in a five-year podcast. What do you think, Caleb? Oh, shoot, no. There's Like you said, there's going to be people out there that you know, uh, that we know their story. Not everybody may know their story. But what's going to be really cool is talking to these people that we don't know, or even the people we do know, but we, we think we know their story, but we don't. There's always really cool stories out there of people that we have no idea about. Um, and we've seen that, you know, from listening to other podcasts and other <clears throat> news stories around the country with racing. So, man, I'm super excited. Me too. Well, I can tell you one thing. We've got a cool track right down the road, Veterans Motorplex, that uh, just about everybody we're going to talk to has cut their teeth down there at this uh high banked oval um jackson you can tell us a little bit about that you've been racing there for about five years now <clears throat> yeah i love the veterans motorplex it's a it's a really fun racetrack you know like you said high bank quarter mile you know just uh grassroots racing at its finest down there so uh looking forward to racing there again this coming year and uh we really uh, appreciate them being a part of us and you know we just want to see that place succeed and grow and um just keep going down there and doing what we love i can't wait you know, and it is. They they do a great job. I know, you know, everybody gets upset about stuff every now and then, but, man, that place, you know, when it all comes down to it, that place is awesome. Heck yeah. It, it provides some excitement. You know, people get mad and angry, and, and but that's what we go with to look for sometimes. You know, we want to see good racing, but it's really fun to see people get upset too, right? But yeah. then you see them back down there <clears throat> in the pits together the very next weekend. Right. Helping yeah. each other Hugging, work yeah. on a race car. Right. Hey, I need a bar or something, and they're right there to oh, do it, you mm -hmm. know? It's just guys. It's just our, it, you know, it's, it's, we all love it. We all, we, it, you know, it's a love hate relationship a lot of times. And, you know, that's what we want to find out on the show. We want to see why people keep going back when they have a bad night. You know, when you go down to the racetrack and you have a horrible practice and you're three, four tenths off and you can't figure out why. And then you spin out and qualifying and then you reckon they're, you know, just crazy stuff like that. But then you're there seven days later doing the same thing yeah you know it's like why yeah i think like, you just said the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over you know expecting different results i'm that yeah. guy if you look me up in the encyclopedia <laughs> there's my picture <laughs> hey give us another sponsorship shout out shoot man i've got a couple over here so we were talking about this a little while ago guys but uh mid-south electric service man everybody needs an electrician especially especially right now so it's really hard to get a hold of people nowadays, but I think Mid-South Electric, man, they will do anything you need. They do new residential homes. They do remodeling. They do service and troubleshooting for electrical problems. They'll do electrical upgrades for your house. So anything you need electrical, give Mid-South Electric Services a call. You can call them at 615-262-2999. Again, that's 615-262-2999. 
or midsouth2999 at gmail.com. Again, those are great guys over there. If you need something, give them a shout. And also, we're talking about racing, so how can we not talk about precision tire and auto service? Um, no. Right here in Portland, Tennessee. They're located over at 631 South Broadway Street here in Portland. Man, I know they've been some you know good people for us to go and talk to and, and get some services done on our car. They offer anything from suspension services, battery services, towing. If your air conditioner or heater's messing up, you can go take it there. Muffler and exhaust, smog checks, oil changes, tire rotation, brake service, engine repair, wheel alignment, headlights, vehicle electrical repair. I could go on and on, y'all. But they literally do everything. I know they've helped us out, like I said, a lot in the past. They can help you out, too, if you need anything. Really good people over there. Give them a call Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, 615-325-2895. Again, that's 615-325-2895 over in Portland, Precision Tire and Auto. Awesome, man. They are good people. They've helped Very. us out a lot. They actually help us uh, sponsor the race car and help us do uh, put mount tires and stuff like that. So, real good guys. So, our first interview is coming up. Yeah, do you want to get into that? The 1st of January. <clears throat> and a lot of people, you know who this guy's going to be. Are you going to tell him now? I'm going to tell him now. Oh, man. Because I want to talk about him just a little bit. <laughs> oh, shoot. Go for it. His name is Michael Carter. So let's talk about Michael Carter coming on our show. He's going to be our first person we interview. We've sat down, us three and and talked about who we wanted to be on the show, and we can't think of one of the better guys to be on it than him for our first mm -hmm. episode. So, Jackson, tell me a little bit of what you know about Michael Carter. Well, Michael Carter, uh, he started out in uh, quarter midgets uh, years ago, and uh, I think, what was he, seven? Seven years old. Yeah, he started out in quarter midgets when he was seven, and uh, he won quite a few amount of races there, and he raced uh, quarter midgets for four or five years and uh then they made the jump to the pro four series at veterans motorplex and they've been uh, running that the last couple of years and he had a really good year this year he won uh six races this year i believe so uh he's had a really good year and yeah uh they've helped us out a lot at the racetrack too they're really good people he and ray his dad been and, around uh, racing i think that's three maybe four generations of racers there out of one family <laughs> yeah i think it, i think you're right so um Really excited about having Michael come on. Uh, he's a great, great person, and uh, it's going to be a great interview. Uh, looking forward to seeing uh, what he has to say and uh, what his plans for next year are. And uh, I know, like like us, he's excited to get back in the race car next year, and uh, the off season's just too long. But hopefully this podcast, uh, you know, it's going to give us something to look forward to doing and, and getting us through the winter and then hit it hard next season. Yeah, we're planning on doing 52 interviews a year and maybe more. Uh, Caleb, could you tell us about our social media platform, what we're going to try to do here? Yeah, so we've already got a Facebook page up. Actually, we just got it up today. So uh, <clears throat> please go give that a look. It's just Bubba's About Broke Podcast. You can't miss it. Uh, our logo's on there that Melvin talked about a little while ago. So it's pretty neat. Um but we'll have that. We'll have. We plan to have a, a couple of other handles out there as far as Twitter and, and Instagram and stuff like that. So, just keep a lookout for that. We'll post all that stuff again um, on our Facebook page. Uh, Melvin, real quick while we're at it, I want to talk about Broadleaf Tree Care, one of our sponsors. Oh yeah, good guy. So, man, if you need anything done as far as 
tree care services for your yard, whether it's uh, tree removal, stump grinding, um, emergency removals, say after a storm, uh, milling done, or any anything you need done for a tree in your yard, please give them a shout. Uh, you can contact Ben Heckart, Heckert at 615-574-4306. Again, that's 615-574-4306. And if you want to see some crazy stuff, guys and ladies, Pull up their Facebook page and watch these dudes up in these trees. Oh, they're crazy. Man, they're amazing to watch work. They <laughs> are like airborne rangers or something they're coming insane. down. They're, they're crazy. Hey, awesome. somebody else we need to give a shout-out to, and I'm going to let Jackson do this one. Heck um, yeah. Okay. You know, if <laughs> – Oh, man, and this is going to deserve an applause afterwards too. Yeah. yeah. But if y'all heard that awesome song when we first came on, our uh, – our little what, what do you call that song? Little it's intro song. Our intro song. Intro. Yeah, the intro. The song. Bubba's about broke. The Bubba's about broke intro song. That was made by somebody near and dear to all of us, especially Jackson. So I'm going to let him talk about that a little mm-hmm. bit. Well, our intro song for Bubba's about broke was written and produced by my girlfriend Ariella Aspen. Yeah. She is a uh, country pop music singer songwriter, and uh, we told her about you know doing this podcast and. That it, we thought it'd be really cool since, you know, she writes really good songs and stuff. We thought it'd be cool if we had our own original intro song. You know, like, how many people get to do that? <laughs> you know, so uh, we kind of told her kind of how we wanted it to sound. We didn't really know about lyrics at the time, but we sat down with her and started putting pen to paper and um, came up with the intro song. Well, can you say about 10 minutes she did this? Yeah, it was it was like I literally, literally walked just... off and I came back in the room and she goes, I'm done. How about this? <laughs> and I was like, what, what do you mean you're done? On the first take, too. I mean, we all heard it and we were like, that's it. That's it. Like, oh, yeah. We, no don't change, change a thing. So uh, she and her brother Jet produced it, like mastered it, made it sound like it, the way, you know, the way it sound is on, sounds on the podcast and did an cr- incredible job. So uh, we really want to thank Ariella for that and uh, her music is on Spotify and Apple Music and everywhere. Uh, you gotta she's listen very, to her. Very, very talented. If you don't know her, you better know her because she's gonna be a big star one day. Yeah, so she's on Facebook, Instagram at Ariella Aspen, A R I E L A for Ariella, uh, and Aspen A S P E N. So definitely uh, look her up, and she did a great job on our song, and uh, we'll have her on one day. You said she's going to be famous one day. I think she's already famous, man. Yeah. Wow, she's yeah, been all over the right. country. I mean, wasn't she in New York or something? Or, yeah. Oh, the New York Times. The, the New York Times. Yeah, the New York Times. Times. Yeah, they they, had her a, they the... did a story on her. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, that's Yeah, and awesome. she plays at the Commodore Grill in Nashville. If you're ever out that way, look her up. She did the national anthem for us. Had a race one weekend. At the Ram, yeah. yeah. She'll probably do that some next year, too, I would imagine. Awesome, man. So, that's uh, so cool. So yeah. cool to know people. So cool to have people in your life that can help us so much. Um you know, especially when it comes to racing, oh, you know, yeah. that's what this podcast is about, is about yeah. racing and it's about the struggles that come with it. And yep. that's why we have so many sponsors, even tonight, you know, just to run this podcast, so many sponsors um, that help us to get this stuff out. So again, just thank you to all them, all that we've talked about. Um, still got a few more. Heck, I'm going to go and tell a couple of them right now. Subway. Go ahead. Go for it. Subway. Oh, uh, yeah. Subway. Jackson actually drove the Subway car. You know, he had people come up to him, I think, the other day say, you drove the subway car. Yeah, you know, last Pensacola, <laughs> Florida. We yeah. was at the Snowball Derby, and they come up and said, you drove that subway they recognized car in us, Nashville. Yeah. yeah, they recognized us for sure. So, and especially the, not just all subways, but especially the subways in Salina, Tennessee, and Tompkinsville, Kentucky. Thank you to y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Melvin can probably say a little bit more about them, but man, without without their sponsorship, it's really hard to to run these races and do stuff like this. Very, yeah. Jackson, what a I was looking at this one right here, so I'm not even going to say much about it. Days Racing Products. I think you should yeah. say some stuff about that. Okay. Don't, I yeah. think you know who they are. Little yeah, little, don't you? I think I know a little bit about them. Yeah. Let's talk about them a little um, bit, not just as a sponsor, but heck, I mean, just let's talk about Mr. Day and, and yeah. what all what all he's done for us and you. Yeah. <clears throat> well, yeah, we definitely want to give a big shout out to uh, Day Racing Products and uh, Day Racing Products. They offer complete engine rebuilds. Uh, they're a crate engine uh, certified, and they also have chassis dyno, full engine dyno. Uh, they build cars. They'll repair cars. You know, if you wreck your race car, you can take it down to Justin Ashburn down there and uh, Tudor and, and Wayne Grubb in the fab shop, and you know they'll put your car back together. They'll set it up. They'll get it ready for you. Um, and you can email Day Racing Products uh, at Stephanie Ashburn at DayRacingProducts.com, or you can call the store at 888-860-7223 for all your racing needs. Uh, they're great people down there. I work there, so I know a little bit about them. <laughs> and uh, uh, they're just great people, and uh, they, they offer a lot for racing. And Mr. Wayne does a lot for racing as well. He's been in it for probably, what, six decades probably? <laughs> Maybe more. I wow. think if you look um, up the term race racing, there's his picture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> From the beginning. Sure. He's a hard worker. Today, I saw him today, and he said, uh, I asked him what he'd been up to, and he said he was uh, fencing today. Because a bunch of cattle got out, well, I know, but, I mean, so he had to crazy. go fencing today. He's seventy-six years old. I can tell you, when I, I'm fifty-two years old, wow. and when I go to the track to work on a race car or get it ready for qualifying or whatever, you better get out of the way yeah. because Wayne Day is already up under the car. He's already changing the tires. He's already checking stagger. Yep. It just blows me away. If I could do half the stuff he does at his age, I feel like I'll be a lucky man. Yeah, I mean he's when we've raced with him, you know we've been we've been fortunate enough to get to race with him some this year, and uh, it's just crazy to see Mr. Wayne like up under the car taking springs out or shocks out and and taking them. And, and he doesn't ask for help. No, like you know when I come to help y'all, it's like. I just I feel bad for him. I try to help him. Yeah, like, oh, I got. It. <clears> They've been like, doing it so me, long. Let me though. help you. Let me hand you a wrench or something. Yeah, you know? yeah I know. <laughs> they have a they have a system, man. They've been doing it for so long. It's just it's just like you know. They make it look very easy. Yeah, but of course we all know it's not. It's not, and that's what we want to talk about also on the podcast. You know, we're we're not necessarily gearing toward the teams that run at the fairgrounds that have. 50 people working on their crew you know right like we're like you know so. we want to talk maybe to the 32nd place guy that never gets interviewed we want yeah. to hear his struggles and <laughs> what it we, took for him to get there that day because we know what that's like right oh yeah oh, yeah I'm, hey i was sure. you know you talk about not knowing what it was about i mean i'm one of the world's worst I, when i was a kid i used to go to these races all the time at highland rim and nashville but you know big nascar fan i watch it on tv it looks so easy and I didn't realize how hard it was until I started helping y'all and just when it's just us. Golly, yeah. the blood, sweat, and tears that go into it. Hey, it's a big crazy. difference sitting in the stands than being down there turning a ranch, man. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh, you have to be. I don't know what it is, but that's what we're wanting to find out. Yeah. What makes us do this? It's the hardest, most complicated, aggravatingest thing I've ever done in my life, but <laughs> I cannot stop. <laughs> This is going to sound weird, but it's like golf to me. Like, I suck at golf, but I go every day. Every yeah, week I try to play to try golf. Try to get and, better. And I never do, you know. <laughs> I hit some but good I'm, shots every now and then. But but I, I can honestly say that if you told me, Melvin, 
you ain't never going to win a race. Y'all are never going to win. You're just going to go down there and run around and race and race and race. You're never going to win. I think I'd still go back every Saturday. Well, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, that's how it's been up to this point. <laughs> yeah. <I didn't> <laughs> hey, yeah, but it's like. <laughs> but you, it, it's, you know, it, it's because every race is never the same. No two races are ever the same. Mm-mm. Never. No, and you and never so know what's going to happen. You I never mean, know what's going to happen. How yeah. often do the leaders take themselves out? Almost ha- every week. It happens. You know? Yeah. yeah. And then, but then when you go to the, the, the next race and you think it's going to be a wreck fest, it's green all the way to the end. Yeah. No two races oh, yeah. are ever alike. You'll they're, hear the stories while you're in the track. Oh, they're going to be wrecking. Well, you better be ready, better Jackson. Be ready. You better be on the and wheel. it's the cleanest race I've ever seen like, in my well, life. Nothing ever happened. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think that's – I mean, number one, we love racing. So, you know, above all, we love racing. So, like, anytime you go to a track, you're going to love it. But, like, when you go down there to race, it's like you know that anything can happen. Oh, yeah. At any time. So oh, that's, what, that's what keeps you going back. You know, it's like just because you're a top four, you know, just because you're only the fourth fastest car doesn't mean you're going to finish fourth. You could finish third or second or even or win, you the, could win the race. Or you could win the race. Or, you know. We've seen it. Me and Jackson was down at the All-American 400 one year watching the last chance race. I don't remember what year it was, but it's been a while back. And there was, uh, a, I think it was 18 cars in it. Wasn't that right, Jackson? It was quite a few, yeah. And the, we were watching them. They just kept wrecking and kept wrecking and kept wrecking. Mm-hmm. Looked up, and the 15th place gar, car transferred into the All-American 400. Wow. Yeah. Didn't have a snowball's chance in Hades. No, he was all, he was all He was slow, Hades, you know. but he made it into the All-American 100, and it was freaking awesome Yeah, to see that guy do that because he didn't give up. He got out there. He could have easily said, I'm out here starting 15th. Might as well I might as well it. just not even yeah. waste my time. But he made it. He made it into the All-American 100, and he finished the race that I remember. Hey, speaking of, we were in that race this year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah in case was, y'all didn't know that, we were in that race. And that was crazy. That, that was a bucket list for us for sure. Uh, I mean, if we hadn't had the sponsorships that we've read out to you just a minute ago, we wouldn't have been there. No. I mean, that wasn't a freebie race by no means. We had to bring sponsorships to the table. Yep. And it's a very expensive thing. And But you know what? Jackson run all the laps. We stayed out of trouble. And it was the experience of a lifetime. You can tell a little bit about yep. it, Jackson. <clears throat> that was as close to, to me, in my opinion, that was as close to running a NASCAR race as you could get. You know, just because the the media, the weekend, you were there Friday practicing, you're in tech, you go through tech again, you go through tech again, you know, and, you, and then you qualify, you have qualify day and it's like, you know, and everybody's looking at you and you go through, you know, the driver's meetings with the CRA techs and then you have a, a race day tech and you know, it's just crazy. And people and taking pictures of you constantly. When you're sitting on the grid ready to qualify, there's people coming by and sticking cameras in your window net and taking yeah. a picture of you while you're sitting there and you don't have a clue who they are. And and then, you know, not to mention the race itself, you know, 35 or 37 cars in 37 that race. 37 cars. And under the lights on the big, you know, the the fairgrounds, the half mile and it's just crazy and you know, you look back on it after it's over, and you're like, "Man, that was huge." Yeah, like that was the because as big while as it gets, because while it's happening, it's so busy. It's so, you know, the day can go by just like that. Because, you, I mean, you have to then you have to go get your tires. They release at a certain time, and you've got to go. You know, you got to be draw, somewhere all the time. Basically, yeah, and you have to, you, you know, and you, you get, better make sure you're there. 
Yeah. It's just a whole different ball game doing that than running a local race, you know, say at the rim because you're dealing with – It's a lot more laid back there. Yeah, but these these big races like the All-American are so serious, it almost takes the fun out of it. It's, but it's pretty crazy. It was pretty awesome. It was Caleb helped us out down there. We got to meet Bubba Pollard. What about that? Yeah, that I, see cool. his, I see his picture right in front of us. We yeah. hung out with Bubba freaking Pollard, man. He's so cool. And we asked him about wanting to come on the show, and he said he would do it. Yeah. So that, Poor guy's a Georgia fan. So hopefully, <laughs> yeah, you ran him off. <laughs> yeah, Caleb goes, you know, there's only one bad thing about you. You're from Georgia. And he was wearing georgia bulldogs hat and uh (laughs) and uh he looked up at us and you basically heard (laughs) (laughs) and he turned around and literally walked off and i looked at caleb i said dude you just brought off bubba freaking pollard he was sitting he came back but then he came back then he came back but he did say that um he'd like to come on once we got it up and going because at the time we didn't have this going yeah so I think uh, it would be good to hear his story when he started out when he was yeah. young. And I know he didn't start out as oh, the big Bubba Pollard winning races. No. You know, he started out with a rim runner or a something or a yeah. street stock or a pure stock like we all did and worked his way up. And he still struggles too. He, he you know, he wrecked in the All American 400 or got wrecked. And, yeah. And he, you know, he, he didn't have the best week at the Snowball Derby this mm-hmm, year either. Mm-hmm, I mean, no. So it just goes to show you it doesn't matter who you are, how good you are. I mean, this stuff. Look at happens. it this way. Look at it this it's way. It's tough. Brad Keselowski, Cup yeah. champion, Xfinity champion, team owner, a NASCAR team, team owner, owner. Won. I don't even know how many races. What like thirty or forty <clears throat> Cup races. He didn't qualify into the Derby on time, and he didn't race his way in in the no. last, last chance, chance race, and didn't make the feature. Brad yeah. Keselowski had to go home. Hall of Famer <laughs> in the future. Top drivers in the world couldn't make it. Didn't make it into the race. Yeah. That that. That level of racing is just unreal. What was cool, though, when we was walking around through the pits down there at the Snowball Derby, I looked up and I said, hey, Jackson. He goes, yeah, Dad. I said, there's Brad Keselowski. He's yeah. just standing there it's like so, everybody It's else. so much easier to see people in that type of race than yeah. NASCAR. Like, you can just walk right up to Brad and say, hey, what's yeah, up? Yeah, they were right. right there to talk to. But you couldn't do that in a NASCAR race. And we met our old hometown boy for the first time, Josh Berry. Josh Berry. Josh yeah. Berry. How we, about that? we walked up to Willie's. Uh, walk right up to him. And Talked to Willie Allen and and uh, said, hey, Jackson said, hey, tell Josh to come out here. He went and got him. He was cool. And yeah. It's pretty cool to see somebody from Hendersonville racing down at Pensacola in the, in the Snowball Derby. And all know. the stuff he's done in NASCAR this year with Jimmy. Yeah. You know, that's crazy. And it'll continue doing. Mm-hmm. Guys, sure. we, we, I think we meant to start this off a little different, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't think everybody knows who we are, obviously. I mean, people know who you are, Jackson. I mean, you're famous. Maybe. <laughs> um, I mean, you, have, you, met, you, you met fans in Talladega, remember, in the stands. Yeah, that's true. You that sit in the cool. stands with 200,000 people, or not 200,000, you know, thousands and thousands Quite of people, few. and they knew who you were. Yeah, that's you know? true. That so, was weird, that I was have crazy. to say. I know. You came crazy. back. I thought you were kidding. You know, John, <laughs> no, somebody, like, you drive was, the number seven car. Well, like, they came yeah. across at the Guy All picked American. him on the shoulder and said, do you race at Nashville? Yeah. I was like, yeah. what? Because I had my day racing hat on. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, hey, so real quick, I mean, tell, tell them a little bit about yourself, Jackson, your racing career, um, just how you got started and and how you've progressed and obviously kind of where you're at now. And then, you know, your dad, I won't, I won't you know. Him to say who he is. We don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows who Melvin yeah, is. Who are you? <laughs> well, a lot of people probably do, but they probably didn't want to know it. <laughs> don't remember. Yeah. Don't want to remember. Yeah. Well, go well, ahead, Jack. Um, well, I'm Jackson McLaren. Um, live in Portland, Tennessee, and uh, I started racing in 2008. We raced uh, mini cup cars, and they were basically like a mini scale late model. 
Um, they had pretty much the same things that you can adjust on them as you can a late model car. Uh, we did that for a couple of years. We raced at uh, Riverview Speedway, which is no longer there. Hey, I miss that place. Yeah, it's just falling apart now. Uh, we raced at uh, Beach Bend Raceway, which they no longer race there either. And uh, we raced at the fairgrounds, the Nashville Fairgrounds. We did a race down there on the quarter mile. And uh, we did that for a couple of years, and then it just kind of fell away. You know, the economy got bad, and a lot of people got out of racing. So we got out of it for about 10 years, I guess. And... Uh, we got a pure stock car in 2019 and uh, started racing at the Veterans Motorplex and got our feet wet there. Had some really good runs, actually, toward the end of the year, um, you know, as we were learning the car and, and things like that. And then uh, we came back and ran again in 2020 in pure stock. We ran 30 races that year. Yeah. Because we, yeah, <laughs> I mean, we looked up on in points in like June and we were third. And we were like, man, if we don't miss any more races, we'll stay third. So we ran the rest of the year. We just kept going back and ended up third in points. And uh, well, we, can, we can thank <coughs> Jerry Criswell for that. Yeah, because we blew an engine like three races in in our car, and we didn't have a backup. And, you know, it takes forever to get engines built. You know, those type of engines back then, uh, they took a while to get built. So that was basically going to put us out the majority of the year. Excuse me. So, uh, well, we've all been sick, so y'all yeah. just have to excuse us. <laughs> but uh, we're not sick anymore. Though. We're just 20, still coughing. Yeah, 2021, we kind of uh, got our car converted to run. You move up a class and run. Uh, we were going to run super stock at uh, the Veterans Motorplex, but uh, they, the, that division went away. So uh, we went down and ran street stocks at the Nashville Fairgrounds on the quarter mile. And uh, we just had a bad – we had the definition year of what <laughs> this show is pretty much about. Was, <laughs> why in the heck you go back? I quit 50 times. Because we, we tried to race f five races that year, and we only finished one. Oh, wow. And we only took the green flag, I think, twice. We literally showed up to so, Nashville to run a street stock race. And pulled out on the grid. First they race were the waving year. us out onto the field. It's on – Speed 51, we've got sponsorships down there. We've got friends, family. First race of the year. Packed we go, house. We go to pull out on the grid and the car dies. Never started back. Never made the field. <laughs> never got to get in the race. What it was wrong? Was, well, something I want everybody to check. If you buy a new <laughs> a new fuel tank, make sure the, uh, the uh, pickup line is not sticking straight up and out of the gas. Oh, where it's no. supposed to be on the bottom of the engine, uh, bottom of the gas tank, <laughs> underneath a bracket. Yeah. Well, whoever put the foam that keeps the gas from sloshing around in this new gas tank hit the the pickup line, and it was sticking straight up. So when we went through about a, two gallons of gas, we were empty. Wow. How did you find that out? I mean, I we didn't know till we got back home. I got home and did everything. We we Tore flushed the carburetor. We checked. We started at the front and worked our way back. Literally, we ended up pulling the fuel line out of the gas tank and putting it in a bucket of gas, mm -hmm. and it fired right up. I thought, okay, it's not the carburetor. We don't have a blocked fuel line. So I got my cell phone and turned it on picture in a flash, and I unscrewed the top of the gas tank, stuck it down in there, and started taking pictures. <laughs> And when I pulled, started looking at the pictures, I seen the hose sticking straight up oh, out wow. of the gas. 
You're yeah. so smart. That was an accident. <laughs> yeah. There was nothing smart so, about that. So that was our first race. I was just race. being nice. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, so that was our first race of the year. So then the next time we decided we to go race, we went to Veterans Motorplex with that car and ran in sportsman division. We qualified second that day to a Childress-built late model. Oh, wow. In a street stock. In, a, in that big, heavy street stock. We qualified second out of like 10 or 12 We sportsmen. was only a tenth off And I was fall. like, oh, my God. You know Ricky Sanford? Yeah. That's who we qualified second to in our big, heavy street stock car. Wow. And, and we had, turned some heads and when that when you night, say big and heavy street stock cars, it was you're huge. not lying. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> I felt really good about that race, and I was like, man, we're going to be pretty good. Well, we went... I went down and turned around to get in line to grid for the race, and those tires that we ran at the rim were bigger than Mc, the Hoosiers. Was it McClary? Yeah. McCre- McCree tires. <laughs> McCree tires. Uh, the tires were bigger than the rims <laughs> at, or at the fairgrounds, yeah. and I turned too sharp, and I pulled the transmission uh, cooler cooler off, of <laughs> the, off, the, off, off the, the firewall. Wall. Transmission fluid. It looked like you had cut a deer open. I remember I remember your dad telling me about that. So didn't get to race that race. And then the third race of the year, we had a flat tire on like lap two. Lap two. But we didn't have any help to change the tire. Yeah. Because dad was somewhere else. Uh, well, we didn't. I was, spot- I, I, was, I was spotting. Yeah, he was spotting. Yeah. Right. So, so Jackson has a flat, and I don't have anybody down there to change the tire. So, so he it. just sits there and watches the race. And so just so race. people just know. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, when y'all started, it was just you two, right? Like, yep. y'all didn't have any help. We didn't it have nobody. Well, we didn't know anybody. You had a driver and a, and a part-time spotter, a part-time crew chief. Yeah, until, dad, we, right? until we met Thomas Pinnell. Yeah. He was the only guy. That's well, besides we Jerry Criswell at his track, but when we started venturing out, yeah. Thomas Purnell was the only guy that ever that would that, come to our house. Yeah, and help that, us find and, and while he was racing with his with his kid Michael Purnell, yeah. in our same division, yeah. he took the time and and helped us, and and really, I would have to contribute him to the reason we ain't quit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. Yeah. Because I can't well, tell you how many conversations I had with him. I'm done. I ain't doing this no he more. He talks you into staying? Yep. And, he, and, hey, that's another name people may not know. Thomas Pinnell. We'll be talking to him at some point, too, I think. Oh, yeah. So he's, got, he's got a real good story. Right. He's, from yeah. what I hear, yeah, there's a lots of good stories. So y'all be sure to stick around for that. We'll, we'll let have you that know about that. Pretty yeah. soon as well. But go ahead, Jackson. But finish in, up. In a summary, I guess, the, the rest of that year was pretty much the same, same story until uh, – the last race of the year, we decided that we wanted to convert our car and run in the CRA street stock race at Nashville Fairgrounds on the big track. That was my first race on the big track and first race in, you know, a sanctioned, you know, non-local race. And it was so cool because we had Kenny Wallace and Ken Schrader run that race with us. And that was unbelievable. Oh, yeah, man. To be in the same race as guys that raced with us. And Earnhardt. we finished the whole thing. Yeah, and that was that was my first race with y'all. Yeah, yes. that was your first yeah. race, and Ken Schrader came and talked to us for hours at our trailer the whole weekend. He was <laughs> yeah, he was parked like two he was parked like two trailers over, and he came over and talked to us for a long time. And he was every day. He was so cool. It was, was a so huge cool. rain delay weekend. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna tell you, it was uh, that was a that was the first time Jackson and I had ever been on the big track, the five eights, and got to be a part of a. Something that huge, and there was like thirty something cars in that yeah, street stock race. race. It, it was, was nuts. It, it was, was like an old NASCAR race. <laughs> and and after that race, you know, their luck knock on for Micah. Our <laughs> luck started to change. And <laughs> who is Micah? 
<laughs> he's kin to Fumai. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but our luck started to change, and we started finishing races. And, yeah, and then, having good then we started running up front, and then, you know, so we're we're still in it to win it, but we're still here. We ain't gonna give it up. But no. we're gonna talk for about five more minutes, and we're gonna well, try to wrap this up in forty for forty minutes <laughs> on our first episode. It's been a, been a good talk, actually. I didn't, yeah. make it, I didn't think we'd go this long. No. Hey, let's talk about Keith Mosley real quick. Oh yeah, Keith Mosley. Man, man, this he's done guy, a lot for y'all. He yes. has done a lot for so, a lot of people. <clears throat> yeah. That company is called Made by Mosley. Made by Mosley will bring your ideas to life. Let me tell you, yeah. any type of idea you have, I don't care what it is. If you need it designed, drawn up, man, he is your dude. Yep, um, he's awesome. He does he's all of our race cars. All your race does. car stuff, yeah. I was yeah. gonna say all the oh, vinyl decals people. and lots of people's. Yeah, no lots. job too big or too small. So if you need anything done, please give him a call at six one five eight eight seven one four six eight. Again, that's six one five eight eight seven one four six eight. You can look him up made on his by face, Mosley. Facebook or oh, yeah, I think he was voted number one uh graphic or rap. You yeah. ever said that? And he's uh he's also located at seventy four thirty cycle lane, which is literally in the same parking lot that Day Racing Products is in. So I see Keith a lot. He's a really good guy. Does a lot for racing. It's it's his passion as much as it is all of ours. And uh, he does a lot of people's race car graphics uh, all over, you know, this area. There's a lot of a lot of made by. We Mosley saw race him in cars. Pensacola, Florida. I looked up and I said, "Look at there, Jackson, made by Mosley." Yeah. All the way down at the Snowball Derby, it was awesome. I think he he did uh, a couple of the guys that we know that was down there. Well, he did uh, the guy that won the best appearing car in Pro Late Model, Bryson Schaffer. Yeah, Bryson. He did that car. Mosley did. And he did. Uh, and he did, you know, he does like uh, Fecho. Fecho's cars. And he, he did does. Fecho's, yeah. And he does he but, does a lot of people. But he was voted number one graphic designer or rap in Nashville. Well, yeah. We can see why. I mean, just yeah. look at our cars. Y'all's yeah, cars they're beautiful. beautiful God, man. Yeah, he did a great job on our limited car. I love the, the we yellow, liter- yellow yeah, and red. We literally tell him, hey, we've got to the <clears> point where we literally say, <clears> make it look good. <laughs> just make it the way you'd make it if it's your race car. And every time we've he's done that, well, that's what we did for this when Crazy. we got this when we got our limited late model. We were like, I have no idea what we want to do. So we told Keith that, and then he's like, Well, how about this? And he put like the the neon yellow and the black and the red and the gray. Oh, I love it. It looks so it was, good. It was beautiful, man. It looks so good at night, especially. Well, let me tell you, for all of y'all out there who's going to start listening to us, we want to interview a lot of people. And we're going to try to get a lot of content and. We want people to come on here and tell us their story. We want to, them to tell us about their sponsorship so we can get their sponsorships out there. Even though they're not ours, we'd love to hear about yours. Uh, what do you think about that, Jack? I, I agree. I agree. This is going to be a show where you can, you know, come on and, you know, we're all racers. So, you know, you don't have to, you know, you can just be real with us and, you know, we get it. You know, that's why we're doing this show. You know, we've had experiences of our own that, you know, at times made us think that we didn't want to do it anymore, but we just keep coming back. And, you know, we know everybody out there that we're going to interview at some time in their life has felt that same way. And uh, I think that's what makes it great that, you know, the people that do commit and stay, you know, you know that that person loves it as much as you do when you keep going to the racetrack and you're like, there's so-and-so again. You know, he had a bad race last week, but he's back, you know. All right. Coming back. Kind of don't, don't give up. And let me, let me say one more thing, too. So uh, – I've talked about our Facebook. The Facebook is up. Uh, we've been posting a little bit on there already. 
But if y'all have feedback or somebody y'all want us to talk to, man, reach out on Facebook. Leave us a message. Leave us a post. Uh, we also have an email account. So if you want anything, you can email us. It's bubbasboutbroke at gmail.com. Super easy. Bubbasboutbroke at gmail.com. Or like I said, get on Facebook, Bubba's About Broke Podcast Facebook page. Leave us a comment. Leave us something. Let us know what you think about it. Absolutely. And yeah, we're, we're always open. You know, we've got our own list of people we want to talk to, but y'all may want to hear from somebody we, we've never heard of. Right. Um, or if you see us, just walk up and tell us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll be able to see us. We'll have all kinds of cool shirts and hats on and some stuff to even give out. And yeah, sell. we're going to get stuff made. And, you know, like whoever gets on our show and we're even going to, you know, be at the racetrack, uh, we'll hand out stickers and stuff for people to put on their race cars and things like that. So it's going to be fun. Shoot, yeah. Well, guys, I can't wait for next time we all get together and, and, and interview Michael. Can't wait to get Michael, Michael Carter in here, yeah. That's going to be great. That's going to be great. Well, I had I a blast, guys. Heck, yeah. I think Ariella is going to sing a song for us. Uh -oh. Look out. I don't have the money to pay my bills, but I'm headed to the track because I love the thrills. I'll take the green flag. Hope I don't choke. You can hear all about it on Bubba's Bow well, I appreciate everybody listening, and uh, until next time when we have Michael Carter on the show, we'll talk to you later. I'm out of here. Drive it out of here, son. Hey, watch the door. Watch the door. Watch the door. Watch out, boo. Get out of the way.